Anne is with So and Tell Australia. So she lives in Australia. We've got Ashley in Canada and I'm in the US. So look at us go. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, thank you for joining us in the future. You're a day ahead of us. So am, <laughs> we appreciate <yes>. it. <laughs> it's always fun. You're our third guest from Australia and we love talking to you all, but figuring out and planning out when to record for everybody is a little tricky. So we appreciate you making the time to do this with us around your busy schedule. And I want to give you an opportunity to briefly kind of introduce yourself to our listeners. Sure. Well, as you said, my name's Megan, but I really don't mind if you call me Megan. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm used to it. <laughs> um, so obviously I'm based in Australia and I am the creative face behind So and Tell Australia. So So and Tell Australia was born sort of in 2020 um, after just sort of sharing my makes. And mm-hmm. through that time, it sort of naturally progressed into sharing with others and building up a community but I have two children and a husband and a dog um, (laughs) and I really just love sewing for myself and my kids my husband is begging me for a pair of shorts but I haven't got (laughs) them yet (laughs) Um, but yeah I I just love sewing I love sharing it with other people and helping others understand the joy of making your own clothes basically Mm -hmm. yeah well, if it makes you feel any better, I cut out a sweater to make my fiance before Christmas. <laughs> yes. And it's still cut out, just laying there in pieces. <laughs> I did make the one for my son, um, but I never got around to his. So <laughs> it well, happens. It, it took me four <laughs> years to hem a pair of pants for him, oh. um, which he actually <laughs> bought in the States. We went for a holiday to the States and he bought them nice. at Walmart. And I remember yep. him in Walmart, he was like, oh, can you hem these for me when we get home? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. And four years later, I eventually did it. So. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. It'll yeah. happen one day. It will happen I one day. I tell him to send all his mending to my mum because she loves to mend stuff. He's like, I don't understand. You'll mm-hmm. create an entire new garment from nothing, but yep. you can't mend something of mine. I'm like, that's so boring and not worth it. It's not the it's same not, at all. It's not that you can't. You just it's don't want to not fun (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 funny my dad sends me his stuff to be you know hemmed or shortened or whatever and I'm like my mom sews she lives (laughs) in the same house as you but she doesn't want to do it yeah and he knows that and he's my dad and he knows I can't say no to him so he just shows up with like shirts and he's like hey can you just like take like six inches off I was like well we need to try it on I need to know where no I'll just start, like writing around here I'm like what but we gotta account for like double fold seam allowance here at the bottom of this shirt and he's like oh well maybe just cut below the button then I'm like so instead of six inches I did four inches and guess what they were perfect because you know they always exaggerate so mm-hmm. Well, yeah. my husband has decided that it's too late for this summer because we're coming into winter now. Yes, you are. Um, he's like, just get them done for next which summer. I'm like, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Maybe. Well, you mentioned that you've been sewing for a while, but you've been sewing yes. for, you said 20 years is what I think you had told us. And so you've yes. been doing this for a while. So tell us kind of how you got introduced to sewing and what gave you the bug to do it for so long. So my mum 
used to sew um, yeah. and she introduced me to it really. Like I just mm-hmm. remember her sewing like our PJs and mm-hmm. um, dresses and bits and pieces. So I've always been around sewing and then um, I don't remember like making doll clothes or anything, but the first garment I made was actually a ball gown, <laughs> which why not? Um, okay. Go home. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I've actually got a photo of it. I can see on my pin board. I'll have to bring it over. Um, yeah. So I made this ball gown for a wedding we were going to, and I was sixteen, and Mum was doing sewing lessons herself. So I came along to the sewing lessons and made this beautiful blue mm. satin ball gown. Wow. You sewed satin for your first project too. Yes. Well, <laughs> I probably did other projects as well. Like I yeah. um, did textiles at school and made PJs and stuff like that. But yeah, I made this beautiful blue ball gown and then I did my year 12 formal, which I think is like your prom, mm-hmm. um, my year 12 formal gown and that was also a strapless satin boned ball gown um these are things i wouldn't i wouldn't even attempt now and here you are of course i don't really have a reason to make one but (laughs) but that's impressive as a teen to be making these elaborate gowns you know that's really cool like it was i was doing um lessons i had a teacher for that but yeah i did i did learn a lot from that like it was all lined and the bodice mm-hmm. was really beautiful and um one of the ladies at mum's sewing class had a computerized machine mm-hmm. with just simple stitches like simple um embroidery stitches so I did all these like uh, embroidery flowers down it was a princess seam so I had all these embroidery mm-hmm. flowers down it and then wow. I sewed beads on I'll have to find a photo and I can sh- share it send it yeah we'll put it in the video so yeah uh, people who tune in over on youtube can see it and we can share it on our website and our blog post but that's that's impressive that that's kind of where you really started diving into garments for yourself and then so how did it evolve from there so after that um i for my 21st i wanted a sewing machine so i asked for money towards my sewing machine, which I bought, which was really cool. And then I kind of put sewing down for a while. Like I would do Mm -hmm. bits and piece projects, but wasn't really sort of super into it Um, until I had our daughter. So I had our daughter in 2016 and I was like, oh, I could make some little dresses, you know. Um, So I bought some patterns, some paper patterns, which I really struggled with because the instructions aren't always as detailed. Um, and then Or they're too much detail and you're like, what is this? Yeah. (laughs) I don't even understand this language. Yeah. So I mean, I've sewn ball gowns, but I just, like, I didn't even know how to do binding. I remember they asked me to bind the arms. I'm like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) So so I... (laughs) Um, anyway, my friend introduced me to Tada Patterns, which is an Australian company, um, and I did some dresses from her PDF patterns, and I was just blown away at how easy and simple it was, yeah. and it all sort of came flooding back to me. So it was yeah. interesting. Like I've been with my husband for 17 years, so he was around okay. when I had my 21st, and for probably 10 years he's like, that was a good present, wasn't it? I'm glad you got that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> how many times have you used that and um now I use it all the time and I'm obviously building a business off it so yeah yeah in it, for my daughter I made I know 
I made a lot of clothes for her, um, but steered away from clothes for myself because I was like, oh, it's so expensive to buy the fabric and you need a lot more. Mm -hmm. And I just had this perception that it wasn't as easy um, Mm. when really it's just the same as kids' clothes, just bigger. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, fast forward, I had my son in 2020 and there really wasn't that many kind of breastfeeding friendly clothes around. So I researched a few PDF patterns and I made my first, um, it was a peekaboo Aspen or Altitude. I can't remember which one the adult is, which was breastfeeding friendly. And after that, I was just like, I'm not giving the kids my good fabric. This is all about me. So (laughs) I've just gone from there. So do you find that you sew more for adults or for yourself than you do for your kids now? Or is this still kind of 50-50 or... It's probably 50 50. Um, mm-hmm. My daughter loves me made dresses, so I make a lot of her dresses um, and leggings. And then my son is almost 100% me made wardrobe, um, oh, which is awesome. a mixture Aww. of my clothes and my friend Laura, who um, introduced me to the Tada patterns. She, her yeah. son's a little bit older than mine, so she Hand has down a lot of her. Um, me made stuff so they go to daycare together and she'll often go and pick up her son and be like oh Brody used to wear that so (laughs) yeah um it's good but yeah I the only one that doesn't really get any clothes is my husband (laughs) (laughs) it's all because he gave you a hard time for 10 years about that machine yeah I know it's paying it's back in spades now (laughs) (laughs) now you mentioned that you've started a business so tell us a little bit about so until Australia and what all you do with that. So originally I called it Gem Ted and me because my daughter's name is Gemma and my son's name is Theodore, but we call him Teddy or Ted. Um, so I called it Gem Ted and me, but after a while it kind of evolved into more of this business idea. Like I was just sort of generally sharing stuff on Facebook and Instagram because I liked, you know, following other makers who shared their things and I just started to notice that people really resonated with what I did and how I explained things and so it really naturally progressed into a business really I had no intention to start a business when I first started sharing but it really Mm -hmm. just naturally evolved into this business so I had heard of Patreon um, from other podcasts that I listened to as well mm-hmm. and I was like oh maybe I could do that because you know obviously it takes a lot of time and money and effort to it does. teach so I was like all right mm-hmm. well maybe I'll look at that so I started a Patreon last year um, but I realized very quickly it wasn't really suited to what I needed mm-hmm. just the structure of how it works and you know I was uploading yeah tutorials and when people wanted to go and find them it wasn't easy so I engaged with a business coach at the end of last year as well because I really wanted to make a really good go of the business and be the best Mm -hmm. that I could be Um, and she told me about another platform that I could host my membership on so I started the sewing corner which is a monthly membership for um, sewists that I share tutorials and I have different monthly sponsors. Like this month I've got Sonia Estep as my sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, I bring guests to them. Last month we had an overlocker or serger and cover stitch um, specialist come on. Mm, and awesome. I host it all through this online platform now, which is much easier. And um, So it's yeah. like they're 
they're getting like lessons, like yes. small group kind of lessons to learn different sewing techniques. So it's taking it beyond being self-taught by watching someone else on YouTube, but actually okay. getting to interact, right? Yeah, yeah. And then like there's a private Facebook group that they can mm -hmm. ask me questions. And I'm about to introduce like a hot seat slash ask me anything session. So mm -hmm. they can submit a question and go, hey, I'm sewing up the Tada Tea Party. I'm having trouble with step six. Can you help yeah. me? And then we would go into That's a Zoom awesome. call and I can take them through, you know, how to do step six. Um, wow. So, yeah, it's like a group lesson that we can okay. connect and share. Do you do like sew-alongs like, or anything like that? Or is it just like whatever they're working on, you're available, and then you share tips of other techniques that they may be able to learn and apply in future makes? Pretty much. So each month they get a, a tutorial and it's generally yeah. the sponsor um, either picks the tutorial, like if it's a fabric sponsor, they tell me what their favorite pattern is. And mm -hmm. if it's a um, pattern sponsor, then I use one of their patterns. So mm -hmm. that's a growing uh, growing vault of patterns, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. I've got seven or eight in there now. Um, uh -huh. so I go through that pattern step by step, like I film it all and film all the steps. And then, wow. um, I also do a mini masterclass, which is like a 10 or 15 minute little class on a, a, a skill. So this month it was three different ways to add pockets to any garment. So I did an inseam oh, pocket, awesome. a patch pocket and a welt pocket. So I just showed... Ashley that. loves a good welt pocket. <laughs> she loves one soon, actually. <laughs> she loves them. I'm a big side seam pocket fan just because I like them to be there but not be seen. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I just like pockets in general. So I don't yeah, really I care what they are. <laughs> Everything should have pockets. Everything should have pockets. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Well, that's really cool. Like, I, I love that you're taking it from just a social media interaction to like a personal, even though it's still virtual, like a engagement where these people are invested, right? They're, they're investing in learning this skill and they're investing in you as their teacher, who is going to teach them all of these really cool skills. I, I love this. So kudos yeah, so to you for doing that. Thank you. So I also um, teach on a Monday night in person at a studio oh, wow. local to me. Um, yeah. And I've been doing that for about a year now. Uh, we've had a pretty core group um, staying nice. with us. five other adults. And yeah, it's nice. That's it's good fun. to sort of get out. and That's um, To get you like in front of actual people. <laughs> yeah. Social interaction. Okay. I have to ask though, like, do you prefer teaching in person or online through like zooms and pre-recorded video um it's hard to say like pre-recorded is nice because like i don't have to get dressed properly <laughs> <laughs> so at the moment yes. I'm all, you know business on top but i'm party down the bottom like i've got you know sweats on um so it's Same. good in that <laughs> in that respect um, but I do like the social interaction of the group mm -hmm. and it's, it's a really great group of people. Like we actually, yeah. we had school holidays recently, so we didn't have classes, but we went and had dinner all together, you know, and it was just really nice. To that sort is of, nice. Yeah. They're just a good group of people. So I've 
um, just started introducing them to projector sewing, actually. They, um, yeah, I know, it's exciting. So they've been doing the first lot of patterns they could have kind of bought through for me was the big four patterns. And I know, mm-hmm. Ashley, uh, sorry, Bethany, you work for them, but I'm not a big fan of the paper patterns. <laughs> so I, I work for I the paper sew- pattern companies. I don't work yeah. for the paper pattern companies. Um, oh, I work good. for Singer. Oh, so, Singer, sorry, yeah. Yes. So I'm not a big fan of paper patterns myself, but. No. I've heard, um, and I can't remember who it was, that one of them is working on releasing PDF patterns. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, taking, taking their, you know, their catalog and putting, that would be so like, I understand why it is the way it is. Like a paper pattern, they're trying to save money. They've only mm-hmm. got so much they can print on these sheets. So, you know, a lot of it is almost assumed knowledge. Um, yes. Whereas the PDF companies, they don't have that same limitation. Mm-hmm. So if their mm-hmm. paper, like if their booklet is 50 pages long, who cares? And they go into yeah. detail about every single thing. So yes, I think true. the PDF patterns really are uh, a step up because they mm, can yeah. sort of go into well, more detail. They're more accessible, right? Like mm. I don't have to go to my fabric store and rummage through all these yeah. drawers hoping hoping mm-hmm. I find a pattern that I might want to make yeah. in your that size I, I, that I've only seen in like a sketch or one image on the front in yeah. somebody yeah. that's not my size. Right. So it's like, Hmm. Uh, yeah. My mom and I used to go, I remember going with my mom and I would flip through those books and help her find, it was my job to find the pattern that she needed. Mm-hmm. And so I would go to remember Butterick. So I would go yeah. to that drawer and pull it out. And I would rummage through to find the right number and just hope that someone hadn't come through and like mixed them all up because you know, kids did that. <laughs> well, that's oh, another yeah, thing. Sure. <laughs> Drove yeah. me nuts. I yeah. met an adult recently who told me that he used to do that. And I was like, <laughs> that's rude. Just, just walk away. He's like, well, that, I was a kid. And I was like, something tells me you'd probably still do it. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> the other thing that really well, bugs me is the fact that you can't like you can't you cut it at one time mm. right so the pdf but like you cut the wrong have that for life yeah yeah and you I have change. it in all the sizes I know, you know uh you you have a baby you gain weight you know what i mean and then it's like mm-hmm. and around here like we don't have like one two dollar pattern sales so it's like 20 bucks a pop for one like mccall's pattern or something around here mm-hmm. and it's like that's a lot too it is it's like 15 to 20 bucks if not more mm-hmm. for a, for a paper pattern that you're going to cut up and then hopefully, you know, and then some people, they say that they like take tissue paper and they like draw out every side. I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's crazy. <laughs> no way. Well, with the no PDF patterns. So I used to print out them once and I'd stick them all together and then I would get trace and twirl or um, like a thin, Mm-hmm. interfacing and i'd trace out for the kids sizes yeah, they grow. yeah i'd trace out each size yeah and that sort of used to hold me up a little bit just because like you blink and they're in the next size so mm-hmm. i was introduced to um the projector sewing yes in june 2021 i think okay yeah, cool june 2021 
And I actually put it off for ages because I was like, oh, how does that work? Like, I don't need Everybody's got that yeah. mentality, I think, at first. How ridiculous. Like, <laughs> or it's like, oh, that's way too complicated for me. Yeah, that's too fancy. So <laughs> I bought a secondhand one online. Um, it was an ex-school one. And uh, a friend went and got it, and then it sat at her house for two months. And then, you know, like, I eventually <laughs> went and picked it up, and it probably sat at my house for a month. And anyway, when I then uploaded it, uh, sorry, calibrated it which was a mind blowing on its own Mm. but i remember that first weekend i understood my projector i cut and sewed seven things and i was just like wow this is amazing and that was probably (laughs) really the start of sew and tell in terms of like i was like wow i could probably do something with this because my knowledge and skills just i was already a competent sewer but Mm -hmm. to be able to just grab something and run with it Mm-hmm. was yeah my skill knowledge just went higher and higher so yeah the projector was definitely a game changer for me I think mm. for me the first time I used my projector to cut out a pattern and I finished cutting out the pattern so fast that I just kind of stood there and I was like did I forget <laughs> to do something like that's it that's yeah that was it and I put off putting mine up for over a year Oh, wow. Because I went through months of research and I ordered three different ones before I finally found one that would work with my weird space. And then by the time I got to that point, I was so done Mm -hmm. with all of it. I was like, I don't want to eat, sleep, breathe this anymore. And a year later, (laughs) a year later, I finally was cutting out. I think I was piecing together an 80 something page PDF pattern and I wanted to cry. (laughs) Yeah. And by the time I got done with it, I was like, I am never doing this again. And the next day I had that projector installed on my ceiling and calibrated. And I was cutting mm-hmm. a skirt out that took me literally three minutes. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, I spent two hours doing that one the night before. And I didn't even want to sew it up anymore. Well, that's yeah. like and the steam. <laughs> done. Yeah. Because it took me longer to cut out the pattern than to sew up what I was making yeah that's ridiculous and so that I think was with um projectors as well like i was doing a lot of pattern testing mm-hmm. and i don't know if you girls pattern test but yep. it'd be frustrating sometimes when the designer you know you've just cut it out and stuck it all together oh we've got a new revision i'm like are you serious mm. whereas now <laughs> with the projector files i don't and care like yeah they upload I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just use the new projector file and cut it out. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't just spent two hours. Right. And ton of paper and, and a ton of ink and ton of tape yeah. or glue. Yeah. 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 It's definitely a game changer. And it, I find that I'm able to do more. Like you said, you went, you went from maybe making two things in a weekend to seven because yeah. of the time saving. And it's yeah. accurate. Some people are like, oh, I don't trust it. It's not very accurate. I love to, to pin things. And that may be your cup of tea. But if you're like us, where we sew all the time and we're teaching and we're testing and we're working. And kids. And, yeah. Kids <laughs> and family and dogs and life. And, you know, I mean, you got to make the most of your time. And we want to get to the fun part of actually sewing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not cutting out paper patterns. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Newsflash. <laughs> we don't like it. So yeah. so I actually recently changed from uh, ultra short throw to a ceiling mount, um, okay. which was exciting. So I did have an ultra short throw, but 
I was finding like I had an AO map, but I couldn't, I had like about 13 inches of dead space just because mm-hmm. I couldn't get it further away. Um, but my ceilings weren't high enough. So I ended up having to go with a mirror mounted okay. ceiling mount. So that's more complicated with the mirror. My husband and all very that. lovingly helped me with that, which is another reason why he wants me to sew his shorts. You do kind of <laughs> owe him now then for the shorts I for know, that. I know. We had like complicated, um, you know, oh, there's math involved. And, oh, yeah. He's an engineer, so it was right up oh, his alley. But, this was yeah. perfect for him. So it's, it's funny you say that. Um, it's on the roof. There's the, Yeah. Oh, I see it. Mirror. Yeah. Oh, I see the mirror. Yeah. And then it I was like, she's got down. thread on her yeah. ceiling. Nope, that's a no. mirror. <laughs> yeah. So it That all is just so goes. cool. Yeah. Very so cool. it's like it goes and then it goes down like it one of those points like yes, so right at the mirror and then angles down it's on a 45 degree mm-hmm. angle so, so cool. the um I can't really tell. Yeah, so yeah only that, an engineer could figure that out i think <laughs> yeah and then so basically it just helps give you that distance from the mat that you oh. can't get yeah mm-hmm. so I started with the ultra short throw because I have really low ceilings in my space and a tall table. It's an island. But because it was an island, there was no good place to sit it. And if it was the Epson that I had, they're huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They are bricks and they're heavy and they don't balance well. You have to kind of sit them up against something to keep them Mm. in in space. I'm on an island with wheels. It's like, that wasn't going to work. And so I got rid of it. I got it off eBay for, cause they're expensive. And then I got a regular one from Amazon and it, I couldn't, it was not a short throw or ultra short throw. It was just a regular projector like Ashley has, but it was, I couldn't get it far enough away from my table. So that didn't work returned that one and I ended up on the short throw which is still mm-hmm. ceiling mounted and I'm not joking it is like this big it is so oh, tiny wow. and, and it's really cute and it's a short throw so it's kind of in between the two and it works perfect but um I Brett my fiance he's a woodworker so he made me a mount for it that has like a swivel and everything so I can level it and it's oh that's good. perfect again it was can- Used from eBay because those are the short throws actually are more expensive than the ultra short throws. They're like the most expensive, but of course that's oh. the only one that would work in my space. And so that's what I ended up with. So Can after you get like a full pant leg now. Oh yeah. Yeah. And my table is 30 by 60. Yeah. So I can cut really wide. It's it's actually my projection is a little bit it's deeper than my 30 inch table, but I move the pattern around. It's the, it goes edge to edge, sometimes a little over just like the edge of the screen. So, um, but I can get the whole, whole kit and caboodle, which is awesome. Yeah. But but now you can see why after I finally figured out the right one, I was like, I'm so done with this. (laughs) Cause it's just, there was a lot of trial and error. Yeah. And there's a lot Mm -hmm. of like buying, scoping out and waiting for something to pop up on ebay and then like buying it and then the actually i don't know if i ever told you this the the epson the ultra short throw the big one that i first got mm-hmm. it had a spider in it uh, <laughs> yeah, it had been sitting in a warehouse 
<laughs> and someone was reselling it and it was like dead, but it was hanging in there with the spider web, like inside like the lens area. And I was like, nope, no, even Sorry. if it did work, it was not keeping it. I was like, <laughs> okay, no, <yeah>. done. <laughs> so not everyone's experience is like yours. And I no. just bought mine off of Amazon for $80 and I put it up. <laughs> and it worked. I'm not trying to scare people. I'm just no, saying, I know. There's so many different situations because everybody's is, sewing yeah. space is different. Mm -hmm. And you just have to figure out what works best for you. But when I yeah. was figuring all of this out, there wasn't like a good resource for figuring it out. Um, or, yeah. or one person that had a lot of knowledge on all the options. It was just yeah. a Facebook group with 50,000 people in it, yeah, all yeah. giving information that works for them, but their space isn't my space. You know what yeah. I mean? So mm -hmm. that's what I was deciphering. Yeah. Well, and originally was... I got the ultra short throw and I was sewing on my kitchen table. Like I was, yeah. I originally set up behind the couch in our lounge room um, mm -hmm. because that was the space I had. And, you know, mm -hmm. it was kind of good because I could watch my children while I sewed. Right, and, yeah. yeah. But then, um, Brindle and Twig put out a call to say they wanted some tutorials filmed of their patterns and would anybody be interested? And I had a friend message me and go, oh, I reckon you'd be really good at this. And I was like, oh, I don't know, like I'd never done any filming before. But I reached out to Melissa and I said, oh, you know, what do you think? And she's like, yep, yeah, these are the conditions. And she was paying to get this work done. So I was like, nice. bonus. So I filmed the first on my phone and I sent it to her and she loved it. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so I was doing their tutorials for a while and I still am. I just haven't had a chance to do them for a little while, but I kind of quickly realized I couldn't stay behind the couch because with the filming, I needed like <laughs> ultra quiet and yeah. good lighting and no children home. And, you know, yeah. I couldn't keep it up um, yeah. after they got home. So mm -hmm. I convinced my husband to kick my son out of his room. <laughs> so <laughs> took it over. My kids share a room now and I took his room over to set up what I have now. And yeah, since then it really has expanded just because I've had the space and the time mm -hmm. and dedicated yeah, the, space. Yeah. yeah, the resources to do it. And since, you know, through sharing So and Tell Australia, I've um, had the word uh partnerships and sponsorships with baby yeah. like australia yeah um i am an ambassador for schmetz needles um you know all these different mm -hmm. companies that i've been able to collaborate with which has been nice. amazing that's really cool i was going to mm. ask you about that because you even told us that you're the only australian ambassador with baby lock which is really cool yeah, and i've so seen some of the content that you've shared and you feature some different machines and so how has that experience been for you? That was a real pinch me moment. So, mm -hmm. and probably the moment that my husband realized, oh, it's not just her filming for 10 people going, hi guys, mm -hmm. welcome to my channel. <laughs> like, you know, it was because that came about very quickly. So I had been sharing my stuff for a while. I'd launched mm -hmm. my Patreon and I'd seen this post on one of the content creators that I follow saying, here's a December schedule, um, you know, and on one of the posts was December 4th, share your wish list for Christmas. 
Mm. So I was like, okay, yeah. So it got to December 4, it was like in the evening and I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, I needed to do that um, wish list. So I'm like, all right, number one, baby lock over locker because I had a Euphoria <laughs> cover stitch which I'd saved and like sold a children. I used to have three, now I only have one because I was like, <laughs> baby lock Euphoria. <laughs> Um, it's too funny <laughs> so she's I, joking by the way yeah I'm joking I'm <laughs> but I know I know when you really want some of these machines I mean I know you can do a lot with a simple machine but the the high-end or nicer machines it's just yeah. a different sewing experience so really I is. ended up getting this baby lock euphoria and I mm-hmm. I was sewing on a Janome 644d for mm-hmm. my overlocker, which was fine. Like it was a really great workhorse machine, but my goal was to get a baby lock overlocker because mm-hmm. I just knew that they were amazing. So yeah. I said, you know, number one, uh, baby lock overlocker, and I tagged them in the post. And number two was like fabric, and number three was like time alone to sew with these mm-hmm. things. And anyway, baby lock were watching the things I did. Oh my and yeah, she you never know up. who's watching. I know no, she ended don't. up reaching out and she said, oh, I I was wondering if you would be open to a meeting, like, and if you'd be open to doing some things for baby lock. I see you've got a baby lock on your wish list for Christmas. Like, mm-hmm. you know, would you be open to doing some work? And I was like, I got this message and I messaged my like sewing friends and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, do they what want do I do? a machine? Like, <laughs> what is this? So I said, yeah, let's have a meeting, like playing it cool. And then, um, cool. I'm, oh yeah, you know, I've got a meeting in the morning, but I can in the afternoon, Whatever. So, which I did. I had like I'll a pencil you in. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up speaking with Karen, who's the head of Baby Lock Australia, the distributor. And she's like, I've been watching you for a while and I really like what you do. And would you be interested in, you know, um, mm-hmm. working for Baby Lock Australia? We'll gift you an overlocker um, in return for content and sharing yeah. the word on Baby Lock. So, yeah, they gave me the top of the range four-thread overlocker, which awesome. is a $4,000 machine, um, and a bunch of accessories for both the overlocker and my Euphoria. So, That's yeah, amazing. it's just been a dream. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. You, like I've I said, also, you never know. You never know who's no. who's watching. You know, I mean, that's how I ended up with my job as singer. You just mm-hmm. never know. Yeah, and my friends, like my sewing friends, I've got a little group of. There's four of us in there. We call ourselves the Pattern Princesses. Um, <laughs> I, love it. I message them, and they're like, "We need to start tagging more people." I'm like, "Yeah, you yeah. do." Like, <laughs> okay. But, uh, <laughs> On the flip side, it's hard because, you know, I'm the Baby Lock Australia ambassador, which mm-hmm. I love, but I sometimes worry that it takes away from me sharing things that like people think, oh, she's just sharing it because she's the ambassador. But oh, yeah. I was, you know, I wanted to buy this machine anyway. I just didn't have the funds at the time, mm-hmm. but, you know, and I had already bought a $4,000 cover stitch. So I wouldn't recommend products I didn't. Yeah. Fully believe in. So yeah, when I say I love baby lock and they're the best, I honestly mean I love baby lock and they're See the best. See my baby lock? Ooh, nice. And the presto. Because <laughs> they're just such a quality machine. And, mm. you know, I used to have a Janome Cover Pro 2000 cover stitch and 
I was like, oh, yeah, like it's okay. And then I upgraded to my um, Euphoria and I just was like, there is no comparison between those machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Euphoria is just such an incredible cover stitch. You cannot fault it. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about my Viking and my Foff. Um, they're uh, I, I always tell a joke with people. I'm like, in my Viking, I have the Amber Air S600. It's a Vi- it's a serger and cover stitch in one. Oh, come it's on, air yeah. thread, air thread. And um, it came out last year and I got it because I work for the company that makes Singer, mm-hmm. Viking, and Foff. And yeah. so, I mean, I'm telling you, I am obsessed with this machine. And mm. I will be buried with this machine. <laughs> like, can't wait to I've be in the it. same room as it. <laughs> it is just so fun. And so when you find a machine or a brand that you connect with or resonate with for whatever reason, you become loyal. And mm. I find people in the mm. sewing community, no matter what their brand is, they're, they get very loyal to that brand. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. So I actually, I, I have all three brands that we carry because it's yep. my job. But personally, bought, I personally bought this Viking and I personally bought my Foff, which is my sewing machine, sewing and embroidery machine. Um, and I've test drove all of them that we have. And I was like, these two are my favorite. And most people will <laughs> stick to one brand or the other, but there was features about the Viking serger cover stitch that I was obsessed with. Yeah, And then there was like features about the creative icon too, my Foff that I really loved. And so I just got one of each yeah. and I'm fine well, with it. All, the brands. all of my coworkers think it's weird. Cause they're that we joke in the office. So it, like, it's part of like when you first come to the company, they try to figure out if you're a Foffy or a Viking. <laughs> I call them Foffies or Vikings. And I was, and nobody could figure me out because here I am overdoing all the singer content and pro- tutorials and projects. And, and so I got to experience all of them. And I finally just was like, well, can I be both? And they were You're like, fussing. what? I'm, I'm both. I'm, I love all of it. Like, just give me all the toys and I'm happy. <laughs> so you just a fucking or a vi but yeah you just you find a brand and you really just stick with that because then what also helps is the accessories work Mm. so as you upgrade machines and stuff those accessories will continue to work and stuff that's the other Mm -hmm. part of it too but they're investments i was lucky that i was gifted quite a few accessories when i got my baby lock um so they gifted me like a six pack foot um pack That's awesome mm-hmm. and then they gave me a whole lot of knit binders for my euphoria and mm-hmm. then i'm actually borrowing their accolade at the moment which is a combo machine as well mm-hmm. and i really like the accolade for the six thread safety switch so oh, safety cool. stitch mm-hmm. so it overlocks and stitches at the same time which yes. is great for wovens mm-hmm. yeah so um yeah i've been having a play oh. with that and i don't really want to give that one back <laughs> <laughs> like it's, maybe it's they'll forget now it's mine <laughs> keep making well, content on it yeah just keep making content with it and they'll be like you know what she's really enjoying that we'll just let her hold on to that <laughs> now do you prefer to sew knits or wovens that's a tough one because i love both <laughs> i probably i like knits because they're quick mm-hmm. and yes. 
majority of garments I think probably are knits like sweats and t-shirts and all that stuff Mm -hmm. but I really like woven because I think it gives you the chance to really um you know sink your teeth into it and you Mm -hmm. take your time and it's it's a lot more finessed and there's a lot more um skill involved i think in sewing wovens so there's a lot more things you can do with the garment with like Mm. you know you put in your darts or you put in you know you you, yeah you can really structure a garment more with a woven versus a knit so we did a game episode not that long ago of you know would you rather so knits or wovens and Diana played it with us. And yeah. I was like, well, knits, because I love how fast it is. And Diana mm-hmm. said the same thing. And Ashley was like, well, can I say both? I was like, no, but it's true. <laughs> like she was saying the same thing. She's like, I really like sewing with wovens. And so it's yeah. just, you know, one of those things where it's like, we have our comfort zone. Yeah. You know, I really like making button up shirts too. And I just find like mm. doing like the tower plackets and just like kind of doing those fine little details the is really fun. The details. Yeah. Plus I love making all my zipper pouches and stuff like that too. <laughs> yeah. And I've recently got more into um, bags and wallets. I made a wallet yeah. recently. Nice. Um, and was it a pattern? That, and if so, yeah. which one? Yeah, it was the... Uh, necessary clutch from M ah, bags. Yes, I have a bunch of them. <laughs> I love making the minis for the kids, and I have the the large size in my um in my purse right now. Super nice. cute. I love the clasp on so, that. How yes, did you finish the sides? Did you sew? Yeah. Yep. Oh, I so like the uh, zipper pull. Yeah, that's a cool zipper pull. Mm-hmm. So this one is actually, I think this episodes releasing in june so this is oh, okay. this month's um sewing yeah. corner pattern so right. yes my june sponsor is emmeline bags and nice yes yeah, so i approached her and asked if she would be a sponsor um so this is my test one and then i'll be filming the tutorial about how to put it together for my members probably next week Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I did a test one just to see how it all went. And I, you know, made a few mistakes and learned a lot, but yeah, that was, fun. I've made was a like, lot of those. <laughs> the first time I've ever made, um, a wallet. So yeah, I've never good. made one and look at all those pockets. Yeah. Oh, oh it's the first wallet. Seriously. And that's what I mean by like wovens. There was so much detail and skill involved in doing this. It was really mm-hmm. nice to get my mm-hmm. iron out and just, you know, really press it down so it was nice and flat and then put it on it. Like, it's just, I really like that stuff. There's, like, 12, I think, card slots in that. Plus Uh, there's several slip pockets and just places for, like, receipts and just coins and just everything. I mean, you could just use it as a clutch. You could put your phone in it and then put, like, some people put a little D-ring, like, at the top where the... Uh And then oh, you could put like a, a little wristlet on. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I did them. the this on this one, but I think on my yeah. tutorial I won't because it was just it was hard. I never did to that. Line up. Yeah. yeah. So my one where I do the tutorial, but I like I won't it. Be. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah I, I usually really only great. use the yeah I only use the the um the magnetic clasps. I've never yeah. tried it with mm-hmm. the toggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the toggle though. Yeah, it's that's a cute super toggle. cute. <laughs> yes, I have they're a, expensive. Yeah, bags, I yeah, 
<laughs> They're super cute though. So that is yeah. your project for the month of June that you're doing in your sewing corner, which is a membership that we yes. were talking about earlier. So if yes. someone were to join after listening to this podcast, they would have access to that pattern and the tutorial that you filmed to sew along. So they don't get access to the pattern. They have to buy the pattern. Okay. But um, Emmeline Bags are offering, they do I think discount. 15% off that pattern. That's nice. For the month of June. So like, for example, we're recording in May. My May pattern is the Sonia E-Step um, Serendipity. And I did mm-hmm. the Bonfire Night version. And she's offered 50% off the pattern. Oh, nice. Nice. For the month of so they give you a promo code. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you get cool. the pattern so and then they get yeah. the you know, very detailed instructions on how to make it along with you. And then the zoom time to ask you questions. Yeah. Or they can ask me questions anytime in the Facebook Facebook group. group. (gasps) One of my patterns. Pardon? (laughs) I said, you you can do one of my patterns. I have, well, I have a little pattern shop. A little pattern shop. (laughs) She has a lot of little patterns. She's got a really cute wallet for kids though. And it's really stinking cute i'll have to check she, it out yes she probably has one she can hold up no did jack take them all <laughs> hold on let's let her grab one because i really think they're cute my son's too old for kids wallets now he wants one that will actually fit in his pocket with his uh, skinny yeah. jeans <laughs> yeah okay this is the wallet here oh cute Yes, it's got a little button, yeah. and then on the inside it has a zipper, yeah. and then there's a slip pocket, and then there's two card slots, and then slip, and then bill. Oh, That's perfect. I like it. Yeah. My... You can do a snap. You could do Velcro. Yeah, I made it out of Mario, you know. Oh, nice. Have you ever <laughs> made so them fun. out of vinyl on the outer? I have, but the one that I made didn't look so great, so I need to try again. <laughs> But it's very, very well possible. Yeah. I'm a big fan of doing synthetic vinyl. Yeah. This one's made out of like, it has medium weight interfacing. Yeah. But I also like to put like a piece of Peltex in there to really give it some structure. But it's a, it's a really, really fun little kid's wallet. I'll have to (laughs) give it a try. But she's got all (laughs) sorts of patterns. Ashley does all sorts of different bags. And I mean, there's aprons. You can. Ashley, you can say all the stuff that you have. You probably have a better understanding of all of the patterns. You've got a lot of variety. Yeah, my I have a little Etsy shop, and it's basically mm-hmm. just like bags, um, like little small projects, aprons, like just a, like a sprinkling, like baby turban hats and you know, gloves and just like, you just never know what you're going to find over at my Etsy shop. <laughs> oh, I'll have to give it a try. Yeah. Did you, did you ever release that backpack pattern? Uh, no, I, I, because I overshot school, I'm like, okay, we're going to get it in the summertime. Um, and then people will be prepared because I worked really hard on a backpack pattern that me and Bethany actually kind of collabed on when we first met. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so she was, her and I were just started talking through DMs because I slid into her DMs. Um, yes. I was following her. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I was following her um, because someone else had shared one of her duffel bags that she had made. And I was like, this looks so cool. And then I was like, she has a pattern for it. And I was messaging her, messaging her just to say, hey, I really like this pattern. Like you did a really good job with it. I was just being nice. And then she was nice to me. And then I was nice back. <laughs> and it was going and so we started talking about a backpack she was working on and she was getting stumped on what to do for the front like design she wanted it to look a little different than like what you would see in stores but it's still a functioning backpack for her kids for school oh, yeah it's a like a full-on like it's got the like mat the padded mesh in the back it's like mm-hmm. a real like it's waterproof serious. canvas you know what i mean it's nice yes and the whole but... front's like vinyl and she's got a I mean, it's just super cool. So she yeah, was having a hard time different. visualizing where the pockets and everything should go. And so I just, I'm a very visual person and very, mm-hmm. uh, I can see what I would want it based on what she was telling me. And I was like, I could see it and she couldn't. So I drew a little sketch and I like videoed it to her. And she's like, that's perfect. And so she, I would have never thought to do a pocket at an angle puffed out from the bag, like, and all this stuff. And she did it and it turned out fan fantastic yeah and i'm like well, my well, kids are using it yeah i know yeah. Okay. So it was like september so it's just like okay well i'll wait till yeah. next year and then i'll be ready well it's originally, year, originally <laughs> when i was sort of mulling over what i wanted to do business wise mm-hmm. i did sort of toy with the idea of releasing patterns and i've actually started a fashion course um I haven't finished it yet, but we did pattern making in that and I did a block making course and, you know, Mm -hmm. I really sort of understood how things were going and I very quickly realised that I didn't want to do garments. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, And even like patterns like bags and headbands and stuff, there's so much work that goes into putting together the instructions and doing all these things. And when I first started making clothes for my kids, you know, mm-hmm. if I had a dollar for every time someone said, oh, you should sell your stuff, I'd be rich. But I was like, you know <laughs> what, I just don't want to. Making to sell was not Mm-mm. ever in my vicinity because I just thought the thought of doing the same thing ten times was so boring to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really had to think of how I could sort of make money doing what I love and that's mm-hmm. sort of how it progressed. But yeah, originally I never wanted to make to sell. And there's a lot yeah. of legalities around it as well. In Australia, there's quite high standards. Mm, um, you yes. know, you can't make sleepwear. You've got to have mm-hmm. labels, you know. Yes, it's um, like that here. And you have to have, like, a special license and have to be, yeah, it's it's expensive to have a children's clothing line or even a, oh, an adult clothing line that you make custom stuff. Mm. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I have so a friend I, that does it, and I I watch her stuff, and I'm just like, oh, no, thank you. I mean, I I did the dog bandanas, and I haven't sewn a dog bandana in probably six months, and it has been amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's been amazing. It was yeah, the, it was the hardest, best decision I made this year was taking a step back from that. And so, mm-hmm. if anybody needs some bandanas, I've got all of my stuff fifty percent off on Mansi Shop. Just saying. This this is why I started yeah, a lot of inventory. <laughs> this is why I started my YouTube channel was because I didn't like you said everyone was saying oh you should sell that and I just I didn't want to do it and I 
um, I just found like so much more joy in just like making something one time, showing people how to do it, and then putting it away, never playing it again. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then and yes. then I get, but it's always like different. You know what I mean? So on to the next, on to the next. You know. So I'm constantly yeah, like, learning and progressing my skills as well. You know. Yeah. In two years, mm-hmm. I made all of those rope baskets. I got I got on a bandwagon of making rope baskets and they just were so beautiful and I gifted them to like my cousins who were having a new baby or you know to my mom and then my aunt came to town and bought all the rest that I had she bought all from me I was like wasn't even selling them she's like I'm giving you money for all of these I was like okay and then everybody was like you should make more and I was like I think I'm done with that yeah yeah I had my fill it was fun but now it's been a couple of years and I'm like I think I might do another one and make yeah. a tutorial because I didn't do a tutorial at the time. I think I'm yeah. going to make a tutorial and do another one and actually keep one for myself. There you go. I, well, I just, I found surprisingly that I was good at making content. Like yeah. people liked watching it yep. and it was, it was very hard to get my head around mm. being a content maker though. Mm-hmm. Like I've probably only recently become comfortable with saying, you know, when people say, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a content maker, you know, Mm -hmm. I make content for sewing. And I realized it's because I'm 36 and, you know, I grew up without the internet. I remember when the internet came in. Same. Um, (laughs) So, you know, with jobs, that was not a job that was modeled to me growing up. Mm-mm. Like no. a content maker didn't exist. It was kind of silly for us, right? It's kind of like, oh, you're just playing on the internet. Like, yeah, a yeah. YouTuber, like what yeah. do they do? So, and, and <laughs> same with my parents, trying to explain to my parents what yeah. I do. They're like, oh, you put things on the internet. I'm like, yeah, like I'm, I'm going to make money from it. And they're like, oh, really? Like, oh, that's fun. Go and play mm-hmm. with your, you know, machines. Yeah. But I've realized like it is a legitimate job and it is a legitimate mm-hmm. job to my children. Like to mm-hmm. them, a YouTuber mm-hmm. is a job. A it is, you're right. It's a job. So yeah. I've become a lot more comfortable in sharing and making. And one of the mm-hmm. first, I think it's the first video I put on my YouTube channel um, was how to make a separating zipper mm-hmm. and continuous zipper tape. And there was only one other video I could find on it when I was trying to make it myself. So I was like, oh, I could make one of these. And it is my most watched video. I've had over 19,000 views on it. That's um, amazing. And you just never know what video is going to hit, right? Yeah. So My I, YouTube is living proof of that. I, You know, my mom, I was, we were at Hobby Lobby on Saturday. We, it was, she had some free time. She messaged me. I said, let's go to lunch. And then it's right next to Hobby Lobby. So we had to swing through. We walked up and down every aisle. Um, just about, we were in there for an hour and we were down the yarn aisle. And she's like, oh, is this the yarn that you used to make that blanket that my dog has commandeered and loves? And it's a hand knitted blanket because it's done with like the really chunky yarn. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, she's like, did, did you ever, you posted that on YouTube or something. I was like, yeah, I did. It's my most watched video on YouTube, which is funny because I'm not a knitter and it's the only knitting video I've done. Actually, there's one other knitting video where I use a knitting machine to do like hats, but I was telling her how many views it had and how much money I've made off that one video and how it's what pushed me over the edge to be monetized. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you did, it does what? Like, I think it was the first time for her to realize that what I'm doing on the side, like, in yeah. my spare time outside of my full-time job actually is working. 
yeah. and it's mm-hmm. legit because that, like you said, this isn't a career like that for them and their mindset. Yeah. Even for me, sometimes I'm like, oh, this is just something I do for fun on the side. You know, like I never thought I would make money off of it. I just really like teaching people to sew and or yeah. knit blankets or whatever. Yeah. And here I am with that thing's been viewed over a hundred thousand times. And I'm wow. just like, why that one out of all of them? I don't know. Well, the one video what? that hit on my channel is a um, how to make a uh, wrapping paper gift bag. Okay. And it has so 3.2 million views. Wow. <laughs> and it's not sewing, but every Christmas I get a hefty bonus from that video and it's yeah. Christmas money more yeah. than Christmas money, but it's, you know, it's pretty crazy how much money. And my husband's like, how much? <laughs> Well, I'm still trying to monetize my channel. So it takes some um, time. Yeah. Yeah, And I've I've recently sort of focused more on monetizing it. So I'm Mm -hmm. just shy of a thousand subscribers now. Nice. Well, you should get more now because we're going to send our followers or listeners to go and subscribe and get her over that. Thank you. And I'm trying (laughs) to get my watch hours up. I'm nearly halfway. um, And for those who are listening, and don't know what we're talking about because you may not have a YouTube channel. You have to meet a couple of qualifications to become monetized on mm-hmm. YouTube, meaning to earn um, commission or money um, from the views uh, and click throughs on the ads that show pop up on the videos you watch. And mm-hmm. so in order to get qualified for that, you have to have a minimum of a thousand subscribers and a minimum of 4,000 watch hours in a, in a year yeah, or something like yeah. that. And so yeah. if the year passes up, it kind of starts over, you know, and so you, it's, it's a not the easiest thing to achieve for a new ch- channel, but as Megan was saying, or Ashley said before, you know, you just have to keep putting content out there and eventually something will catch fire. That video of the yarn hand knitting blanket that I did didn't catch fire for eight months after I posted it's, it. You it's just so never know. weird because I have, um, I did a review of the Love Notions duet mm-hmm. trousers because I'm ambassador for them as well. So I did a review with like just how to add a control panel to the front. And for the first three weeks, it didn't really do much. And then all of a sudden I was getting like, you know, 300 views a day. And I think it's nearly at 2000 views now. It trickled off again, but I was just like, where's this come from? And yeah, it Mm -hmm. just for some reason got picked up by the algorithm and Mm -hmm. shown to more people and it boosted up my watch hours. So yeah, yeah, it's that I'm not, the YouTube is, is a side project I guess yeah. my main focus is the sewing corner because yeah. I love connecting with the people yeah um but you know I like doing the YouTube stuff as well because that's where I go when I'm trying to learn mm-hmm. stuff as well so where a lot of people go to learn to sew yeah so it's definitely a platform where I see more and more sewing content showing up and it's really nice oh, yeah. to see mm-hmm. I feel like if I if I share a tutorial on how to do a technique and then both of you share a tutorial doing the same technique we're all going to resonate differently with yeah. different audiences. And mm-hmm. that's why Absolutely. if someone says, well, someone's already done a tutorial or Bethany already did a tutorial and head knitted blankets. Well, you well, didn't. That's great. But you can do it too. And you could probably do it better than I did. And you yeah. should try it. You should do it. And you just never know. So yeah. the thing about YouTube is it's a different beast as well. So you really yeah. like all the algorithms for every social media is different, but with YouTube, it's like, they want you to post 
very consistently and at the same time. So if you're going to post once a week, you have to post once a week at the exact same time because you insert yourself into the algorithm. And once you don't post, then it throws it off and then it's like you get shadow banned. So you really need to be consistent with YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not. not. <laughs> no, 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 my. <laughs> I'm not. But if you it. want to succeed, this is the key. <laughs> this was one of my goals this year, and it was a very lofty goal, but a very yeah. like important goal to me. And then mm-hmm. life happened. Mm-hmm. And well, we're I doing just a pattern drafting that wasn't in the plans when I set my goals. Neither was like <laughs> six thousand trips for work in this first few months, and you know That's it's true. just. Life. It, it, my year has turned into something completely different overnight it's than a, it, a good chunk of the in, year. So you in know. great ways, but yes, yes, it's yeah. making the time, making mm-hmm. the time. We, I mean, we do well with our podcast because we every Tuesday, mm-hmm. every week, at the same every time, every single Tuesday, <laughs> every <laughs> single Tuesday. By the way, this is episode number forty for us. Oh. For Ooh, anyone who cares, <laughs> I mean, that's a big deal. It I, is. Uh, someone who has a podcast uh, that I met at Craftcation, he was sharing, he has a podcast too. Um, and he was sharing with me, you know, I was just like, oh, we're, you know, still in the beginning stages of it. You know, we, we just started last September. We've, uh, you know, 30 something podcasts out so far. You know, these, I showed him our stats off Buzzsprout that we posted on and everything. And he was like, this is really good. And I was like, is it? And he's like, you don't have any basis to go off to you. And I was like, no, I have no idea. <laughs> and he was like, okay, well, most podcasts, when they start, they don't get past like 20 or 25 episodes. And I was like, oh, he's like, so you're doing really good. I was like, oh, when I text Ashley, I was like, apparently we're doing really good. <laughs> so- I, we need to look up these metrics because I want to see. We like, just, I just don't have a basis yeah. of like what the... Like we know well, like yeah. when people start a new business, like when businesses open, you know, there's like that first three to five years, are they going to make it? Yeah, yeah. And, but mm-hmm. it's like with a podcast, I'm like, I don't know. The first 20 episodes apparently. And if they can't do it, I don't know. We just keep pressing publish. <laughs> <laughs> just keep pressing it. And, well, it's and similar we're to just my having husband. fun. <laughs> my husband was like, oh yeah, I think she just plays with fabric. But you know, when I got the baby lock deal and I got a free $4,000 machine, he was like, oh wow, people are actually taking notice. We must be doing something. So he's a lot more doing something now, right. you know. That was my husband too for years and years. It was just like a joke. And then I was like, I made like 20 grand this year. And he was like, what? Like you didn't even leave the house. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but see if I told my husband I earned twenty grand, he'd be like, well, Where is it? And I'd be like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, yeah. for those who yeah, are listening and not watching our YouTube mm-hmm. video, um Megan's got the most beautiful display <laughs> of God color coordinated fabrics on her wall and i love that she puts all the solids together and then has all the prints separate and her solid fabric collection is quite impressive like i really need to get more salt look at me saying i need to add more fabric to my stash but i really <laughs> legit need more solids how much so do you buy handy. like if you go if you go and buy one fabric like what's your yard or meters how many meters do you 
by the time. Generally, if I know that I'm going to make it for me, it's between a metre and a half to two metres. If it's for the kids, I'll look at a metre. But most of my solids, I try to get a minimum of two metres, if mm-hmm. not more for, like, blacks and yeah, um, yeah. browns and stuff. Like those neutral colours, I try to get two to three metres at a time. Mm-hmm. And I know you're in Australia, but <laughs> who do you go to? For yeah. all these beautiful solids. Well, I've heard of <laughs> Spotlight. Is that a thing? Yes, yeah, so a Spotlight is like your Joanne's or Hobby Lobby, okay. I guess. That's well, where Sam know, works. I don't know what Canada has. Do they have Joanne's? We have nothing. Oh. <laughs> she lives we 15 don't. minutes from the border, so she drives into the U.S. Maybe and goes Spotlight to can come to Lobby. Canada. No, we have like little, we have like mom and pop fabric shops okay and like there's one place called fabric land that is a chain but those are closing like oh so oh. we really don't have much where we go online yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah spotlight well, is so- where sam with little patch creations that lives in australia okay. she works at a spotlight yeah like so it's- that's her side Spotlight is pretty much one of the only big ones. The other one is Lincraft, but they are closing down as well. Um, So Spotlight have a big variety, but to be honest, the quality isn't great. Um, So I tend to avoid Spotlight for knits particularly. Mm -hmm. Um, Some wovens are okay. Like a lot of my woven collection up here is Spotlight. Um, But I go to the Tallery, which is a Melbourne-based one, or so unique fabrics, mm-hmm. um, Ruby Jam, and these are all ones that have sponsored, been sponsors of my member, uh, the Sewing Corner as well, which is good. Waddle Hill Fabrics have some really beautiful European fabrics that they import in. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, who else? Uh, so many. There's just mm-hmm. my favourites are probably for prints. It's the Tallery Ruby Jam. Waddle Hill and So Unique. Um, and for solids, I quite like Ruby Jam because they've got quite a wide uh, mm-hmm. bolt. So it's like a 185 centimetre oh, bolt, nice. which is big. Um, but for variety, I find So Unique fabrics. They've got like 52 different colours or something mm-hmm. in solids. So I love that. Yeah, they've, yeah, they've got quite a lot, but. So all yes. of these solid knits behind you, are they different fabric types? Are they all the same fabric type? Cotton lycra. Okay. Yeah, they're all cotton lycra. My woven solids are up a oh bit higher. Oh, my gosh, higher. going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She tilted the camera up, and it, there's, like, two more shelves above her. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I love I love all the – oh, my god. <laughs> there's six shelves behind you. Yes, there is. That's impressive. Is it an then, addiction? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. No, She's got that I other shelf over there addiction. too. Over there, so I think there's three different hobbies within sewing. There's <laughs> I know sewing, where this is going. Yeah, pattern collecting and yes. fabric collecting, and I check all three boxes. Very different. Oh, so do I. A thousand yeah. percent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am really bad, especially with the PDF, like digital downloads. I mean, like, yeah, it is yeah. bad. And they're like, oh, it's it's brand new, well, it's so it's thirty percent off. And I'm like, gotta have it the day it comes out because it's on sale, and I won't make it for like a year. Oh yeah, yeah. 
it'll be discounted by the time I try to make it even more. But, you know, I mean, I just collect so many. I actually am working on behind the scenes going through and organizing them on my computer. So originally I had them saved under sewing patterns folder. And then there were subfolders. This is going to show my OCD so bad, but I don't care. Um, Subfolders for each sewing pattern brand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah. And then you dump all the, you know, patterns you buy from them into that. The problem is I am really bad with remembering names, Mm. but I go, I want to make a dress. Okay, and so I can see which dress, dress folder, I want to make, but I need to, I need to separate mine as like pants, shorts, dresses. Like I yeah, need yeah, yeah. men's swimwear. Like I really need to separate it that way because That's when I go, I want to make, yeah, because I can't remember. Oh, it was this dress. It was this pattern company, yeah. and this is what it was called. Like I'm doing, they it's like blurred lines. They all because there's 30 different ones in that one folder. Pattern companies alone, and I keep adding mm-hmm. new ones. I'm pretty it gets good a at little remembering, overwhelming. remembering different things. And in my pattern princesses group, we'll mm-hmm. often say, oh, what's a good, you know, women's dress with cross back shoulders, you know, and between mm-hmm. the four of us, we'll be like, oh, what about this one? What about that one? That's where Diana, Diana comes in. Diana. Yeah. <laughs> she, she remembers them really well. And I'm like, okay. she makes them all. She makes them all. Um, She makes them all in real time. I collect them all and then have hopes and dreams of making it. And then I sleep and I forget. I call her my pattern catalog. And she's like, I I don't remember. And then I'm like, hey, Diana, can you uh, tell me this? And then she'll just like rattle it off. Like, oh, hmm, so maybe you do know. She's well, like, part okay. of the reason that mm-hmm. I started my blog, because, you know, it all sort of started with just this blog where I was sharing, mm-hmm. you know, my thoughts. Part of the reason I started my blog was a bit of a diary so that I could go back and go, mm-hmm. you know, women's dress or dress. And mm-hmm. I've got all my blogs tagged. So then right. all my dresses come up. Or if I go, oh, I want to remake, you know, the Ali and Mac Trey Bell. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, what size did I make last time? I can go back and check. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a bit of a diary for me about what I've made yeah. and how I made it or any alterations. Cause it'd be like, yes. oh, cause I do like a little snapshot at the start and I'm like adjustments. So it might be like, I added pockets. So I'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, that's right. I added pockets. I better make sure I do it this time. Yeah. So I if do- I made it, I tend to remember what it was, but yeah. until I make it, I don't. it doesn't, <laughs> I, I can't remember it, but I, I started, we got, I got a new sewing like journal and each page has like where uh, you yeah. fill in all that information. And I've really enjoyed it because I've been doing more self-drafted things lately mm. that aren't more off of a pattern. And it's just off of my measurements and just cutting the fabric and going for it. And That's exciting. I love it. And um I'm I'm writing those details down. Yeah. Because there's no way I would remember it and I'll lose the post-it. So, um, yeah. that I wrote the numbers on. So I write it all in there so I can make it again and again and again, because yeah. I'm really enjoying nice. these self-drafted things. So anyways, now I think you said that you are doing a little discount for our listeners for your, yes, yes. For so your sewing corner. For anyone that joins up after listening to the podcast, I've got a special code, um, the social hour, and it will give 10 months off, 10 months, 
$10 per month off uh, when you sign up for a three-month membership. So $30, and that's AU, so it comes down even more for Americans. And uh, Canadians, it's probably about the same because I think our dollar's about parity with you. Um, but it's $29.99 AU a month, and you get access to the tutorial I do, the mini tutorial, the private Facebook mm-hmm. group, the guest speakers and um, – Mm-hmm. I'm sort of alternating between guest speaker and the hot seat calls. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so if you join for a three-month block, a quarter of a year, you'll get $30 off that. And I'm trying That's to awesome. sort of go more towards the three-month blocks because I think it gives you a really good opportunity to get an understanding about what happens in the sewing corner mm-hmm. and to get value from your membership mm-hmm. rather than yeah. month to month, which can be a bit difficult. So by signing up for three months, you really get that um, I love it. good idea. And you can yeah. sign up for a year as well. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you for offering that to our listeners. We'll put all of those details and a link to sign up for that in mm-hmm. the description. Um, so you can check that out. We'll also have it uh, linked on our blog post for this episode over on our website, the social hour podcast.com. So awesome. Oh. Yes. So Megan, thank you again for hanging out with us. And uh, again, I mean, I just in all the fact that we have three sewists who are all passionate about doing the same thing. And we're all in three different countries right now chatting. I mean, just proof like the community can feel really small Mm. sometimes and be really intimate and sweet. And I just love it so much. And I just love that we got to spend this time with you. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yes. And guys, coming up next week, you're going to have a host-only episode where it's just Ashley and I. We do these once a month uh, in between our guests that we have. And we are chatting about something we talked about in this podcast, which is our six-month goal review and Ooh. how we're doing and what has changed. That's an <laughs> honest chat. You know, that was one of our best podcasts to date was when at the mm-hmm. beginning of the year when we talked about setting sewing goals for the year and we get so much positive feedback and thank yous and and just appreciation for the push for others to really set some goals for themselves this year when it comes to sewing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're going to kind of take a look back on where we're at. It's six months check-in. It's okay if you haven't done anything yet in those goals, but we're going to talk about it and readjust and keep going. Yeah, We still have half a year to go. So I'm excited and a little nervous, not going (laughs) to (laughs) lie. Like my goals have definitely changed uh, this year. So life has uh, also changed. So it does. And we're going to, we're going to talk about that. We will. We're going to talk about Mm -hmm. it. All right, guys. Well, as Mm -hmm. always, you can tune into our podcast over on our YouTube channel where you can watch the episode and see all of our lovely faces. Um, You can also tune into all of our major streaming channels, right? Like where you can listen Um, and be sure to check out the socialhourpodcast.com because we're also going to have a whole blog post about Megan and all the wonderful things that she has going on that we chatted about, but also our newsletter. So be sure you sign up for that. That's going to give you some inside information every week of who's coming up for the next podcast. And you'll be the first to know. And then you can also check out our Patreon for every Thursday. We release extra content just for our diehard fans. And we know who you are. We appreciate you. And thank you for tuning in on that. And of course, we'll see you next week. So until then, happy sewing. Bye. Bye. Bye.